I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode 1964, and today we're going to talk about a couple topics. First, uh, you know, how Jill and I kind of make buying and selling land easy, mm-hmm. and we're going to deconstruct that and see what's easy and maybe what's uh, uh, somewhat more challenging. And then there, well, after that, we're going to talk about working at full speed ineffectively. You know, I was going to say about the first topic, the this came up because it happens often and this person brought it to my attention and I had to say you're right he's like oh you make this sound easy I'm like you know what hold on (laughs) no you're right like we that's I I um I feel bad I feel like it's something I'm doing a little bit wrong if you will you know because I'm like ah just buy it sell it for more double your money get out fast that's it like you know an hour a day you know, especially if you're new, maybe two hours. That's not the case. So, like, I want to really talk about that and 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 let everybody know what's really going on. A lot of this comes out, especially this last month. I've been really helping out our sales team, and I've been doing a lot of the um, initial land academy inquiry calls myself. And I've been telling people that, you know, explaining this, I should say, over the phone. That's when they really get a handle of, oh, what's really involved. So I thought I'd help the planet here, too. <laughs> well, I think the and the root of this, mm-hmm. the root of everything, really, is you got to look inside yourself and say, you know, okay, here's, here's what they're saying. Here's this concept of buying and selling land. You know, how does it fit in my world? Or does it? And I'm going to, well, I don't want to get into this show. Well, I'll save it for the show. <laughs> Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member Discord forum, review land acquisitions from our weekly uh, member webinars, and take a deep dive into two land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to thelandacademy.com. It's free. Under resources, if you're looking for it, it's really cool. And by the way, if you would like us to answer your question here or just simply need some help getting involved in our community, don't forget you can easily text us to 480-530-7383. All the texts are read. And again, your question just might pop up here. All right. The Stevenson brothers wrote, so generally, what are land buyers offering? 20 to 50% of retail seems to be the amount. Please send me any quick thoughts on the exact percent of this. Want less? Take me off your list and more deals, obviously, like if you offer less. Um, thank you. Generally, what are land by? Um, oh, it's a repeat there. Sorry. Shannon, uh, one of our and one of our members wrote in. Shannon, Shannon already replied, which is correct. Man, it all depends, you know. And sometimes how competitive the market is that you're mailing that makes a difference too. So I'm gonna stop right here and <laughs> let you answer because nobody knows better than this guy. So pricing your mailer um, is really important, um, and there's no specific this is a very very popular question top five uh, probably questions of all time and it's something that we spend at least two modules on in our career path uh, advanced program so there's no magic percentage you can't say in michigan it's 20 percent in utah it's 24 percent 
uh, or even in county by county or zip code by zip code, it has to be some percentage that you believe is enough uh, attractive enough to keep someone's attention and not too high where you're obviously pricing yourself out, offering too much money and removing the possibility of, of uh, profit margin for yourself. For us, that generally hovers around 20%. And so, but the actual way to to make sure there is that the good news, the silver lining in all this is at the end of your mailer, you need to spend several hours testing for reason. There's no way out of this. There's no electronic way to avoid this. Um, there's no cute app. There are uh, cute apps out there that are available. <laughs> that don't for, work. That don't work at all <laughs> because it takes uh, a manual set of eyes to literally go through your mailer at the very end and uh, pick out maybe, I don't know, one out of every 20, if you're brand new, one out of every 20 lines of offers that are going out and test it for reason. Test it like you're actually going to buy it. So if the offer came back signed with the uh, the offer amount that you sent in, would you do the deal? That's that's how you really become great at pricing. That's my first point. And it's relative. It always changes. Uh, the way that you price per acre on two to five acres might be very different than how you price five to 10, 10 to 20, and 20 to, to uh, and beyond from an acreage standpoint. Larger acreage property as a price per acre is always lower, always, than uh, a higher, than a, than a smaller acreage amount. That's what subdividing is, is rooted in. Pricing like that, it's the bottle case theory. You can buy a case of beer cheaper than you can buy a single beer. That's how bars stay in business. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully I made that point. And that's just how it is. So we know these are all facts. You just have to, and this is all explained uh, in great detail in the products in Land Academy 3.0. And of course, Career Path, mm -hmm. um, crazy amount of detail. And as far as Shannon's response goes, it all depends on how competitive uh, the market is that you're mailing. I, I could not disagree with this more. Uh, and it's not anything towards Shannon or anybody at all. These are very good questions that, and they need to be discussed so we can all become better uh, land investors. So you don't agree with Shannon? No. Oh. No. I, I completely disagree. Uh, if you're in a competitive market, you have to ask yourself why. Oh, well, there is that. And so... you, have, you have to ask yourself if you, you know, let me put your, let me put you into Jill's shoes for a second. When Jill believes that she's has competition from a, I don't know, six people sent an offer to one landowner. Here's what's really going to happen with that. Uh, two people aren't going to respond. So a seller calls six people back all equally. Yeah, hey, I got your offer. And it's all the same price. This is a theory. This is an academic exercise. Two Not people reality. aren't going to even respond at all. Yeah. Maybe three. Um, one or two more might answer the phone like this. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know I sent you an, and that's, so that leaves Jill and, and bubbly Jill over here is going to befriend, befriend the person. She's going to throw her dynamic personality all over the seller. Make it easy. Make it easy and fast. And yep, you're going to get your money. And thanks for responding because this is, we're in this business together and, and we're here to provide you a service. Thanks. And so we're going to get the deal done. Jill's going to get the deal done. Mm -hmm. And so I don't believe in this, um, this competitive market. And uh, to cap that point to, you know, to the end, <clears throat> think about a regular real estate agent office. There's 10 people sitting around trying to get in a closed market. We're in an open market. It's free. Mm -hmm. Free market, 150 million properties that are potentially you can buy and sell today or at any given time. There's 10 or 15 real estate agents in a closed market, maybe one 
maybe one or two zip codes at most, maybe half of a zip code in an urban area trying to get the same listings. And somebody in that office is going to do fantastically well. That's the way all real estate agent offices. So those two people over there, they're never in the office, by the way. Those two people are smashing it, and the rest of them are wondering why. And so, which side do you want to be on? I don't. I don't believe in the competitive. I don't. I, if just be at the top of the. If it is a competitive market, first of all, I wouldn't mail a competitive market. Well, I have a thought on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, let me let me back up here because there, there could be a personal reason that someone's looking at a market. For example, you and I, Truth Time, have been driving the country. As you can see, we're still in our RV. We are still up in Michigan. We're in the northern lower Michigan. I've learned this. <laughs> so um, the the upper lower, that's it. Anyway, um, there might be places that you personally want. There's one example. And I don't care what, what the what's going on in the market. I really want to be in there, like personally for, you know, my use. So that might be a reason that I would... I would uh, accidentally or well I would purposely mail offers in a more competitive area and I would mail them a little more aggressively still not I'm not gonna buy a retail that's not who we are I don't care what it is our primary residence anything we're not by spending retail we're gonna make a deal because that's well that's who we are but I might change my percentage a little bit so that could be where Shannon's coming from just a thought but but I agree with you the big picture is I don't want to play with that. You know, when I, when these deals come back, or is it even a better example? When I look at, would you do this deal on our Thursday member call, right? And we pop in, we'll pop into Zillow or something like that. Boy, if I see a lot of red dots, like a ton of red dots of for sale property, I don't want to swim in that pond. You I'm know, you don't out. need to, Jill's exactly right. And you don't have to take a lot of notes here. It's all in the red, green, yellow tests. And, yeah, yeah. and all the systems that we have in place uh, in our education smoke this stuff out for you. Mm -hmm. All of them. It, if you run the red, green, yellow test, it's going to tell you whether or not to send mail there. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to, going to assess whether or not that market is competitive or it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. The data tells you everything. Exactly. So that competition... Just don't mail there, or and if you do mail there, you better go in uh, with guns a blazing, with some. Per but you need to have a dynamic personality, or the person who answers the phone who works for you needs to have a dynamic personality there. Uh, and as far as pricing goes, and I'll close on this to answer the question because it's such a, a popular question. I, I did spend more time on it than I, I thought I would. Twenty to twenty-five percent is not going to matter. It, when you're new, you really believe that how you price it is the is the uh really why they're going to want to respond and the fact is it's not the case in fact nearly all the people that we buy property from just want to get rid of it they probably inherited it there's some other thing going on in their life they have some life event and so they're not going to uh they might psychologically want five hundred dollars more a couple thousand dollars more every every situation is different but obsessing on price is not going to make or break or make. Price is very important. Slash, however, don't let it sink the ship. Yep. That's yeah. Don't let it keep you from getting that as offers out. We'll help you. You'll get you'll get good, and we'll help you. Yep. All the answers are in the education and on yeah. the Thursday call. Today's first topic is, and it kind of really relates to this uh, previous question. We make this sound easy, but. 
Jill, take it away because I know you had a, a real specific conversation with somebody recently that sparked this topic. Well, it co- it comes up often. People are like, "Oh, I got this." You know, even when we're talking with our friends. So here's an even better example. You know, we you've heard us in the last several weeks, uh, Jack talking about reconnecting with his high school buddies, and a lot of them don't really know what we do, and so we've been sharing with that, and so they think, "Ah, oh, piece of cake." So far, and one went so far as to say, hey, can you teach my kids? Here's the deal. My kids are, I got a 25-year-old and a 29-year-old, and I got to get them off my couch. So here's what we're going to do. This is total, This is like kind of true. Here. true. No, it's true. Totally yeah, true. Totally true. He's like, I'm going to buy this for them. Can you just help them and get them on their way and teach them how to do this? Because it sounds like it's easy. They just got to do the send out a thing, answer the phone, buy a property. They double their money, and they can do this all uh, while playing uh, whatever game on another screen, because that's what they're doing anyway, on my couch. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so Jack had to very nicely have a very sweet conversation and say, we need to be a truth time here. There's a lot more to it than that. And and so that's what I want to talk about today. We want to talk about and bring up to you. We get on we get on the air here. We tell you how much we love it, um, which we do because we are land people. And we tell you how and much. Educators. Yeah, and we tell you how little we work. Which is, I mean, all of this is true. I'm not making up anything. When I tell you I work a couple hours a week on my land business, oh yeah, I really only work a couple hours a week. It's not that much. I mean, shucks. Uh, it's it's very, it's really three hours, I'm going to say. Two to three hours a week I'm doing it. But why is that? Because I've been doing it for 15 years. That's the reality. And this one, since the 90s. So you got to go, oh. So I want everybody to take a step back and realize, too, if you are new to Land Academy and you're getting into this and you're like, why do they say it's so easy? I don't think this is easy at all. You're not nuts. You you are right. There are a lot of moving parts, especially getting into this. You know, you watch the whole program. I tell people right away, go right to Land Academy 3.0. I want you to watch the whole thing through. Then I want you to go back and rewatch it. Then you start paying attention. Then you start taking notes. Then you start hitting the pause button. Then you have two monitors going. So you're doing it right as Jack's doing it. And you're looking at his screenshot, making sure your screen matches his screen. You know, you're getting that into it. And you're spending time on it. And it will take you a little bit. But, man, after 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 some time, for some people it's six months. For some people it might be two years. You know, it'll click and you'll get the hang of this. And and you either love it or you don't. And I like to think it's really nice that people that do come to us and they when they finally pull the trigger and they're in it, this is not, they've done their recon. We have a very smart group. So I don't have people that just go, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Usually they're, they don't even get to that point kind of thing. So, and what you're, and why you're here for us is um, to take, 10 years or more off of your learning process. You could sit down and start from scratch and take 10 years to catch up with us or Jim Line Academy takes six months to catch up to us. Just forget about the land business for a second. Yeah. You know, there's a, a posting in Discord. There's a section in Discord called Success Stories. Mm-hmm. And the most recent post in there is a, a guy that I love when people take their own camera and shoot whatever they're looking at and you can see their feet stretched out on a you know a chase lounge i, I do i really mean it I'm, I'm not being satirical 
And that's his whole posting was him taking a picture uh, of a sunset in Greece. And the caption was, started my land journey four years ago, spending the summer in Greece. Mm. That says it all to me. Yeah. Because it takes years. And if you have in it and that's awesome. It takes it two years. My philosophy in life has always been it takes two years to get any real traction in anything. And so, again, forget about the land business. Let's say you uh, get accepted to medical school this month and you start or and or you start buying and selling land now and you have equal talents in both. And then in four years, you're going to be sitting on a chase lounge if you're good at it uh, in Greece for the summer. You know, having making and you got all the pieces to the puzzle in place. And four years in medical school, you're going to be wondering why you ever did this in the first place at all. And I'm not. And in eight years, when you actually are now a brain surgeon, the eight years that into your land business from a financial standpoint uh, is going to pay out. You've time, retired times eighty. You'll be done <laughs> if, if you're any good at this. Yeah. And so you really have to ask yourself, you know. Do what I, do you want? You know, yes, we make this sound easy. If you have the right personality, the right attitude, the right skill set, uh, and and some element of life experience, unlike uh, the two kids that can't get off the couch, then yeah, it, it is going to be easy for you. And Jill and I happen to have that combined, much better together than we would be apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really for us. That's our kind of uh, niche that we're doing this together. And not everybody does it. Uh, I don't think Grease Guy's got his wife involved at all. I don't know. Maybe maybe she's the whole reason he's there and he just took the picture. I'm not sure. I don't know. But, in fact, maybe you can tell us and we'll put you on the show. It'd be fun to, fun to hear about your four years. So you have, to, you have to, like everything, in my opinion, look in the mirror. So there's a, a tons. I used to say this a lot. I haven't said it in a long time on the show. There's a ton of things that people look, make it look easy and would be impossible for me in life to succeed at it personally. This is a personal thing. I've tried to play the guitar probably 15 times. I bet I've owned 10 guitars in my life and I can't really get through one scale. I probably can play two chords. It's not because I don't want to, but in the end, it comes down to my lack of raw skill and the fact that and i could overcome that that's if what i, I was wanted gonna to say yeah if i wanted it that bad yeah i just don't i think you could and so that's that's what this is so forget about land it's the bigger picture here is there's all kinds of stuff that's you know math came really easy to me in my entire academic career and so did things like accounting didn't have to try at it real hard so naturally i gravitated toward toward it Everything else in, in an academic environment did not come easy to me, and, and my grades reflected that. So what do you think about this? You brought up something about attitude, which I totally agree. That's I picked out of that whole speech. <laughs> no, 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 in a very positive way. Like, what are the nuggets here that, that you absolutely have to have? Seriously, attitude. Because you know what? A lot of those other pieces that you just brought up um, in our business, you can find a partner. And that's the, that's the thing. We have so many people in Land Academy that are the Jills or the Jacks. They're the talker. They're not the data person. Fill in the blank. But they have very smartly partnered with somebody like we have to fill in those gaps. That's the best. I'm a self-identified I, I'm terrible at operations. Anything from an operations standpoint, 
I'm not good at it. I'm not, I'm not good at managing people. What I'm good at to get over that, uh, and to get over it to a point where it's acceptable, not to shine at it, just to be acceptable, is I hire the right people, train them, and then give them the tools to, to succeed. And that we have multiple people in Land Academy, the education company, and offers to owners who have, after a couple of years of working directly under me, are really shining now. Mm-hmm. They, and they always, they've always, you know, they're the ones who have risen up. There are lots of people that started that, that started with them that are no longer with us. But these are the, the people that are left here now are really doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And so does that make me a great operations person? No, it was actually my complicated and um, psychological way to avoid being a manager because I put people in place that can do it for me. And, and then kind of shoved them on their way like you do with children and hope for the best. And it worked out. Yep. The same thing happens, can happen in your, in this land career or anything else that you try. I'm sure it's like anything, you know, like, Hey, so-and-so has a liquor store and they're making bank or so-and-so has a bar and they're doing whatever. And you're like, I well, shoot. If they can do it, I can do it. Hold on. <laughs> it's you not apply it to anything. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's not always that easy, but if you're passionate about it, you have the right information and hopefully some support and, and you can do it. You can totally do it. But I just wanted you to know, that's what we wanted you to know today is, you know, please don't think you can walk into this in 90 days, have a two to three hour work week and be sitting in Greece. That's not realistic. Making money for me, and I'll close on this, making a lot of money and having an, an amazing life because of it I never gave myself any other option. Mm. Never. And so if that sounds familiar to you, then you're going to make whatever it is that you choose. They're going to make that work. Might take you two years, might take you two months, might take you four or five years. But that's it. I love that. That's your goal. My goal is time. It's not not even about the money. I'll I'll get by with a lot less money to always have my time and have fun. (laughs) Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. We're Franklin County, Virginia. Would you do this deal? Access plenty. I like that. Um, Buildable, yes, towards the end of the property on Dogwood Hill Road. 5.6 acres for work. Uh, No attributes. Attributes, none. (laughs) Everybody's alive. Affordable, can be. Offer price was 7,300 bucks. Uh, don't have any good comps to compare it to. We're working out the thinks we could sell it for 20 grand. Property is selling in that zip code, but not near my property. So I'm completely unsure on the sales price. So buy for 7,300. It's across the road. Uh, yeah, I see the plenty of access. <laughs> this is great. I like it. Look at this is a place for the sign. I like it a lot. Oh, wow. It goes right up there. Is that like a little creek along there? I don't know. We used to go back over there. We used to turn the turn the camera. Maybe. Oh yeah, it kind of like goes underneath there. Some runoff or whatever. Yeah. All right. So that was 2021 Google Car. As long as okay, here's my thing now. Shoot. Now I'm not so into it. You see it? Uh-uh. What do you see? I think that's a whole little something in there. Oh geez, it's all wet. Mm-hmm. I think it might go down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shucks. Even though that one little piece is the flood area, I think it all drops down from there. And that's why I already built on the other side of the street. It's looking left over to me. 
No, wait, no. He built it in 1927. I bought it. Around his house. The house is still, I think around the uh, target property. You know, I was doing, I was looking for sale information, just assuming it was all bought at the same time. You know, that's what I was going for. Yeah. I just think he happens to own both sides of the road and he never uses it. Look, it even picks up his thing again mm -hmm. there. Maybe oh. it's perfectly okay and perfectly buildable. It's just, it's sending up some red flags about yeah. drain, brick drainage. Right. And topography. Mm-hmm. So we so, need to confirm. So those are trees. I thought that was a flat spot. It's the top of a tree. That's the trouble I'm having. So you can see the part that's that's uh, in the flood zone is way down here. The question is, is this usable part here? That's Widen 75 up. feet. Yeah. yeah. So that's a call to the county. That's a call to the county to find out what can I do there and where would it have to be to be able to use it? From here to here is 13 feet, which is honestly not that big of a deal. Of a drop. Right. And maybe there's a spot right there. I don't know. Maybe there's another use for this too. Mm -hmm. Not hunting. It's too small. I mean, yeah. Don't know. All right. Seventy-three hundred dollars. We have to find out. Yeah. Twenty-three hundred dollars. Seventy-three hundred dollars is cheap. So toward so. the back of it is less stroked, like with the stream in the middle, right? And then you gotta have a little bridge to get to your property, which could still be cool. We just need to know. Buy for seven, sell for 20. Maybe now I'm buy for five, sell for 20. That's not so bad. Maybe even cheaper. Just make sure that we can do something. I am so excited to announce that Career Path is still open. So Career Path 7 and 8 are coming this fall. What is Career Path? It is our highest level of coaching. Basically, it's the Land Academy um, mastermind group, if you will. It's an eight-week intense program that's led directly by Jack and myself. And it's coming the end of September, like the 28th. I can't remember what it is. Here's what you do. Go to landacademy.com, look under programs, you'll find career path and all the details are there. The schedule, how to apply, what's involved, everything. The people that are coming out of that, holy moly, the, the numbers that they're doing are just astronomical. And, and this is why career path is for someone that's here to you know, sit on Greece and for, sit in Greece for, for the summer. For exactly. You know, that's, that's the whole goal is to, you're, you're not here to mess around. This isn't a side thing or whatever. I'm just, I'm not supplementing my income or supplementing this just to pay for fill in the blank, my kid's college or something like that. This is for, Oh no, this is a family business. We are not messing around. That's career path. So check it out. We'd love to have you. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Today, we're going to try something a little different. Instead of reading a question, although it might seem similar to you on the other end, but for us, it's a little different. I'm going to open Discord in front of the screen for Jill and I. Jill doesn't even know about this. Oh, cool. And we're going to go to the most recent submissions in a few of the, uh, a few of the channels, and we're going to read... Uh, maybe one or two or a few to see how it goes. How many? Uh, and she and I are going to comment about it. And that's kind of cool. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Might be a dismal failure. We don't know. All right. So here we are in Discord, and I'm going to look at a couple of the questions here, and uh, we're just going to randomly pick some. And Jill's going to, Jill and I are going to give us our opinion. Give us your opinion. Yuri says, how many extensions will you grant a buyer before putting your property back on the market? You put down the five 
they put down five times what I requested in earnest money. So they want the property. It's meaning if he said, I put $1,000 down, they put $5,000 down, but the transaction is dragging on much, much longer than I'm uh, comfortable with. Any advice? I, I wrote, well, my first question is what Sid already wrote. <laughs> Why? Is it they didn't do, is it they didn't do their due diligence in time? That, you know, that could be one. They could have put a deposit down before totally making sure they want the property. Number two could be they don't have the money to buy the property and they're running around scrambling trying to get the, they had the five grand, but they that's, don't have the 50 grand. That's the reason. It could be something like that. So um, if they're if they're getting some stuff done like surveys or appraisals or something like that because they need financing, they're doing that. I'm okay with that, and they're and the lenders are, you know, taking their time or they have some things they need to work through. Whatever, I'm good with that. But I need to be in the loop and know what's going on. So my I hate to say it, but how many extensions? It depends on what's going on. Really, if they know in 90 days or not even that. Let's just say. They're going to build on it. Um, they need a perk test, and the guy can't get out there for three weeks. And you know exactly that. I'm cool. It, but then if there's just it's just fluff, like oh we want it or we'll call you back, whatever like that. Then I'm going to set a hard deadline with them and just say here's what's going to happen. If I don't hear from you guys by this day, it's going back on the market. Um, you have first right of refusal when I get another buyer, but I'm putting it back on the market, period. So what's rooted in, in the way Jill answers uh, all of these questions and way she, the way she solves uh, the issues that, that come about in our land business is through communication. Mm -hmm. And so she's going to answer this question based on what the seller says mm -hmm. or the buyer the buyer says. The buyer says, I'm trying to get my money together and, and I'm waiting for my uh, uncle to die because he's going to give me money, then no more extensions. Right. But if it's like I've got $182,000 in this account over here and I'm waiting for the, the wire to clear, just give me till Thursday and we can close the deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Extension number two. It's all communication with Jill. Mm -hmm. For me, I would not have allowed a down payment in the first place. I would have yeah. said, this is an all cash deal. The escrow agent's going to handle it and uh, we're not extending. Yeah. For me, I would a ask myself if this is happening, did I price this wrong? Why aren't there 50 people that want to buy this property? Maybe what, there what are. What did I do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what did thing. I do that's causing this situation with these extensions? That's how I, I, I solve all problems by looking in the mirror first. Uh -huh. Is that right? I don't know. It works for me, but this is a good question. This mm -hmm. is what Discord's for. Christian says, how much mail is everyone sending to get a deal uh, they actually buy? Curious what kind of yield everyone is getting. Thanks. Hugely popular question. Again, top five. It depends on your experience, and it depends directly on who's answering your phone, mm -hmm. and some to some degree how you're pricing it. If you're pricing it effectively and you're doing everything right on my side, all the things that I do from a data standpoint, choosing the county, uh, research, and all of that, between 2,500 and 5,000 mailers is what you should be seeing from a yield standpoint. If Jill's answering your phone, it's going to be much better, and it's funny because. <laughs> We used to say when we started Land Academy, yeah, about three, four hundred units, you're going to buy a piece of property. This is like 2014. We said this, which used to be true, it was absolutely the case. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is kind of for us now anyway. But we can't say that. Yeah. We can't say that out loud. 
I mean, I'm saying it out loud here, but please don't expect those. Don't expect those kind of results. This is, you know, 30 years plus of experience that she and I have. Mm-hmm. Bank on 5000 if you're answering the phone right and doing the data piece right. Mm-hmm. What else, Jill? Does any, uh, Thomas says, does anyone use the delinquent filter in data tree with any success? I've never used it. Delinquent, I believe, in data tree means the property is delinquent in some way, like the taxes aren't current, uh, data tree's financial component, whether or not there's a loan and how much is left on a loan and all of that is pretty big in data tree. We don't use it because we think it pertains mostly to houses and to commercial property, mm-hmm. not so much to land because there's not a ton of property that has a loans against it uh, uh, from a land standpoint. But the bigger picture here is that just because there's a button in a in a data overlay or data aggregator like data tree and i'm not picking on them they're definitely the best in the business for what we do Mm -hmm. just because there's a button there doesn't mean that what's behind it works exactly if you are into mailing people back to uh, only mailing people offers that are delinquent in their taxes there's way way better tools out there starting with the county way better tools to use than data tree exactly but now you make it now you're creating a tiny little mailer for yourself which doesn't reek of success recklessly mail Mm -hmm. create the largest mailer you possibly can and you're going to do a bunch of deals okay fred wrote hey everyone i recently had a call with a landowner in ohio who owns around 300 acres in an area known to have a lot of oil the project is way too big parentheses financially for me but I thought maybe there's a Land Academy member with big funds who looks for deals like this. Did not want to let this potential deal go to waste without informing you guys first. Please feel free to DM me. Love that. This is just uh, a sweet little example of what goes on in here that people can't see and don't <laughs> exactly. know. So I'm sure behind the scenes, there's a conversation about this. Like how much? What is it? I love oil property, you know, I'm assuming it obviously comes with the mineral rights here. So, cause that would be why it's so expensive. You know, what's happening. That's so cool. And that's this group. See, people come into this sometimes thinking, well, I don't, what if I don't have the money to buy the deals? Don't worry about it. Just like Fred here, you know, you stumble across something great, throw it out there and watch what happens. There's probably somebody in our group that is very set up for something like this. And so the deal won't go to waste. Exactly. Oh, I'm excited. There's tons of of opportunity like this Mm -hmm. in uh, Discord and in Land Academy, obviously. Mm -hmm. Totally. Today's second topic is called working at full speed, but doing it ineffectively. This uh, comes from a conversation that Jill and I had with somebody who's very successful in real estate, but I believe could be uh, probably 10 times more effective. And she... um, is kind of confiding in us about how hard she works and believe me she does really well financially but she said flat out half of my business is uh takes up 90 percent of my time could i clarify this is not a land academy member yeah this is somebody i i am my family and uh the vast a ton of my really close friends from high school that i haven't seen for decades and decades uh are in northern michigan right now so i'm meeting with them you know all the time and so this conversation came up and to which we said, and our obvious answer was, 
Well, why don't you take out this why stuff? Why is that? that t- <laughs> <Yeah>. Duh. <laughs> and I don't think we got an answer. No, I don't think they got it. They don't think th- that's why we want to talk about it today. So then it got to the point where Jill and I really, uh, you know, <laughs> between the two of us, started saying, "I wonder how much this happens, and should we? Sh- is it important enough to actually create a sub module in Career Path?" Mm-hmm. I think this is a huge issue. I this is this is an offshoot of the old Steve Jobs quote where he's, you know, he, what the biggest reason people fail is is because they're not working on the right stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and what you don't work on is just as important as what you choose to work on. Mm-hmm. And the undertone in that statement is I'm great. I know exactly what to do. I know how to to make a ton of money. So now I'm going to take that as, as to, you know, Roman numeral 2. What should I do? What should I work on? Where am I most effective? Mm-hmm. You know, and me on the phone, that's not effective. Jill on the phone, really, really effective. Me in front of a database in a dark dark room is pretty effective. I'm going to come out of there with some answers um, in just a couple of hours. That's a good idea. And Jill, could you imagine Jill go in a dark room, come back out and have a perfect mailer? Okay, I would come out in tears. Right. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's uh, it's not the tears. It's the big picture. Take a step back and like, what the heck am I doing anyway? Yeah. You know, maybe sending mail to Alaska doesn't make the most sense. Maybe sending mail to Michigan makes more sense. You know, and I'm just picking on those two states. I don't know if they're effective or not from a mail recipient standpoint. But by the time I'm done looking at it, you I'm know, gonna know exactly. And that it's interesting, and it's like some people feel like I've noticed they feel like they have to be busy um, or appear busy to justify fill in the blank. And I don't think that's right. I'm like I and this individual that we're talking about that we met, you know like he said, really successful, but there's just so much running around and unnecessary talking. She plans these drives. She has to take drives to look at properties and show properties. And she'll spend the whole hour in the car talking. I'm going to argue, why don't you listen to a book? Book on tape. Why don't you do something else? And some of these things, I don't even think it needs her. I think she sometimes puts herself out there where she doesn't need to. And I'm like, go to a movie. You know, do something fun with your with your time. You've earned it. I think some people I've noticed uh, when I'm getting older, some people talk their way into what they want, mm. or talk their way out of what they don't want. Mm-hmm. Talking is the thing that, uh, or communicating, let's just call it, whether it's on the phone or with a client or or whomever. There's just so much talking that that. Uh, that's the way that they've like learned it's either a bad habit which i don't think or they've just learned over on the course of a lot of years of doing it that the outcome's positive for them or at the end of it they feel like yeah i tried i think they sometimes i think they feel that it 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 needs this much time it needs two hours it just whatever it is to get the deal done no it doesn't how many deals i've done in one phone call Seriously, on the buy side and the sell side. And it doesn't have to be a long phone call, too. We don't need to uncover stuff, get to the bottom of things, you know, whatever it is. Um, you, you want to buy the property? I mean, my or my main thing is is with sellers. And we even had this within Land Academy. We've had people that 
have come in and felt like they have to have long conversations with sellers to win them over. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is what we teach in Land Academy, you could do this in five minutes. I remember that. Yeah. Remember I did that whole thing, that mm-hmm. uh, intensive thing too. You know, you should be able to connect with these people in less than five minutes. In less than five minutes, you should be able to answer the phone, calm them down, find out if they want to sell, and find out how much it's for, and get them on your side. I'm going to address this uh, slightly later in the show at the end about my inspiration. Mm-hmm. But the, what I really see is a chronic problem that uh, that is the, the, the beginning of the end for people financially is working on things that don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very hard in my uh, teaching here or an instructional experience since we started, Jill and I started this in 2014 or 15. It, I, I think you either come to Land Academy and understand that or you don't. It's not something I can sit there and explain or, or something that you relearn. And it has to do with math, just this natural ability with math. You know, I don't, I used to have a transaction coordinator a lot of years ago, and she was famous for saying, I work on all deals equally. Oh. This transaction, we're going to buy this. I know we're buying it for $1,000. We're probably going to sell it for 3000 I just give that as much time as this one over here where we're buying for 80000 I know we're going to sell it for 180 It's not how I roll. That's right. <laughs> and she, you know. She had a military background, which is usually a massively a massive positive thing for for us from an employee standpoint, especially in the, on the land side. Uh, but I think it was just a taking orders, military background. I can't think out of this box. I'm only going to work on this thing that's right in front of me, and that's it. Mm. And so she lasted about 22 minutes in our in our environment back in that time. Right. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar we can do something marshall county alabama purchase price fifteen thousand hundred and seventy seven dollars thinks we can sell it for 40. so we've got two lots 0.38 and 0.4 new house around there is worth about four hundred thousand bucks it's a minor slope all utilities available possible water view nice area so i'd like to see this i hope they're next to each other when i see immediately i see it Vacant, 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 vacant. I see lots of vacant property. There it is. So he owns both sides of the street. Yeah, and there's no street there. Well, there's a street right there. There's no cul-de-sac, which is where utilities are supposed to be. And Quick all that. claim. That bucks. could just be written in a thousand bucks. Or maybe he did pay a thousand bucks. Back in 2014, um, document number 6324. And this one same document so it was all on one little yeah. transaction so that may or may not be correct lot eight double check hoa when you see like a lot of hate cherokee hills i just want to okay good so two lots to the northeast have brand new houses excellent oh so we're standing right where the cul-de-sac entrance could this be beautiful there's the boxes to go to stuff so i hope this isn't you know let's let's look hope it's not way less graded than we think there's a bit of a drop there that's what i mean oh my gosh <laughs> oh okay i wonder if that's a flat view uh oh dodge that bullet it's, it's freaking beautiful look at this i know 
don't know. Where is it? I just, I missed it. Right down there. I, I really, this house is substantially lower than this and this is substantially higher. So I would check usability. It really concerns me that there's not um, any houses built here mm -hmm. at all. Well, we got one. We got one in here. When you go to the other view, the Google Earth I saw. Like right here, right? Yeah. Uh, there he is. So that's 2022. Maybe that's the new one. This is 2020. Oh. Uh, this must be older then. All right. Click on. All right. Let's see. Try this. Let's oh, right, right there. Maybe this is it. All right. Let's just see what we Now, Perry. Who's Perry? Is that the company that they're just splitting them off? I don't, I mean. We would be interested to talk to them. Is it usable in its current condition without some kind of serious grading? That's my question. They have a whole acre across the street there, which is nice. There's like a half acre almost. I got to see something moving. I mean, 300,000 bucks. These are clearly infill lots. So we ought to think about this too. There's one use. So we have to make sure we can build upon it. And is anybody doing it? And that's a full acre lot. Yeah. So that's very different. It's a full acre lot. It's a, a clearly a custom made home for 300,000 bucks. So you yeah. need to be at fif maybe 15,000 per property, which, you're, which is where you are. So it's priced right, if it's usable. Well, he's buying it for 20. Oh, purchase price. Okay. Hopefully you're buying them. I hope oh, 15 both for, for both. 15? So do I. So, um, hmm. yeah, that's it. You know that's what? good. Then that I'm really okay. Is. So you're buying for 7,500 bucks, whatever. That's really good. Each. So I can wrap my head around it Me just too. to make sure that we can do what we want to do with it. For 7,500 bucks, Eric, I just let it wait as long as, again, there's going to be some movement and you're not staring at these. You're like, I could have spent that 15,000 on something else and tripled my money by now, you know, because it's been a year and a half and nobody wants it because it's a, you know, That's and cheap. then check the HOA. That's Jill cheap. Yeah. Julia, I have something inspirational to share with us. I do. I was thinking about uh, a couple things. This I was thinking about oh, what makes someone really successful. And one of the things that I picked up on recently, spending time with your friends and, you know, traveling the country, I noticed that there's like a, there's like some cultural things that, can make people successful so let me let me give you an example like i remember we, we lived in southern california for five years you remember that we, we were on the beach there it was awesome and we were just down the hill from palos verdes so um palos verdes where marine land used to be really pretty area up there the two high schools up there are phenomenal like we did our research because when we moved there we were looking at where to be put our kid in the right environment smartly that was our goal. We did not live in Palos Verdes, but um, for other reasons, a little too quiet for us. True time. Anyway, so we live just down the hill. But the but the funny thing is, these flipping kids. I remember being in a Starbucks and in, in uh, Palos Verdes, and a girl comes in like, and they she connects with her old high school buddy. Hey, how are you? Great. How nice to see you. Where you been? What are you doing? Well, I'm on my I'm on a little break right now. I'm home from med school. I'm getting da da da. I'm like. Of course you're in med school, you know, and the next one jumps into whatever her professional. I'm like, these kids, it's just in them. They're raised to automatically, that's that's just how they are. So then fast forward to now and we're connecting with, you know, uh, Jack's high school buddies. Haven't seen some of them in, in years, decades, and they're all 
flipping successful. And I thought, gosh darn it, you gross point kids had that same Palace Verdes mindset where you just go to college, you're going to be successful. And it's like, even you're going to run a company. That's kind of it. And I think because they're immersed in the Ford community, right? And all these big companies and all this stuff going on there, you know, Ford and General Motors fill in the blank, you know, uh, that's just all they know. Well, I'm from Garden Grove. <laughs> I don't I didn't have that. It wasn't the same mindset. It's so very interesting to me. So that's probably why I pick up on it. I'm like this is a little bit foreign. So my my point that I wanted to take here was if you weren't in that environment you need to put yourself in that environment because that makes a difference. And I, I know that that's a lot of why people are here in Land Academy. When we launched Land Academy, I did not expect this community. We were sharing, I thought we would share our business model one by one, right? With individuals who would learn how to start, grow, have a company like us, and then right off into the sunset period. And we'd never hear from them again. It was never about let's make a land academy world. And, but what we found was everybody wanted that. I'm like, what? So I remember the first live event that we did a couple years ago and everybody was so excited. We're like, I'm like, this is so interesting. They're like, no, no, you don't understand. We love seeing that we're not on an island, that we're not alone. It's not just my company against the world. I've got all these people in my group that are doing the same thing like me. I can bounce ideas off them. They're my peers. Heck, we could partner on deals. We could partner on all kinds of stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. So I just wanted to you know, share that with you and let you know whatever you want to do, you gotta, you gotta not just put you, not just put your hat on. I'm gonna be a land investor today, but you gotta put your hat on and stand shoulder to shoulder with other people that are doing it with you, and preferably that are ahead of you, because they're gonna pull you up, man. That's true. Get yourself in that situation. To be fair, uh, I didn't just grow up in a magic, magic land. Okay. You know, we, the. I realize now after this many, 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 many years ago that we all kind of chose to be friends with each other based on personality traits that what I think would lead to this. Right. It's not just the 100%, you know, amazing high school environment that led to success. That wasn't it at all. That's fair. So, but some, you know, when we had children, somebody said to me, uh, it's always stuck with me and it, and not just in a <clears throat> raising child, children environment, but uh, just and just nature nurture. It's the age old nature nurture discussion. She said, um, "When you're raising your children, you're either emulating what your your parents did with you. You know, you're recreating that because you had a good success with it, or you're completely going to do 180 degrees different what they did because they sucked as parents." <laughs> and so, I, you know, I both things lead to the same place which is happiness and success for your children which is what we all want right and so in the end i think it's probably a, uh, a combination of both especially because the way technology is there's so much te more our kids are s exposed to technology way more than we ever were i don't sure. care who you are you just that's just how it is and so the big there's a huge issue here about again looking in the mirror and saying okay i'm the product of 
that's an amazing high school slash parental environment. And uh, I honestly, I look back on that. We didn't have any choice about, we had a choice about where to go to college, not whether or not we were going to go. And Jill describes it differently in the environment that she uh, grew up in um, to the point where I think that she was held up a little bit because of her gender, which is just an outrage. Absolutely an outrage when you think about it. Uh, it's an outrage at any time ever, but especially, geez, in the 90s. So that's just ridiculous to even think about. But the fact is, you got to overcome or ride whatever that, the uh, hand that you were dealt. True. What we're not talking about is blaming your circumstances or environment. Oh, totally. What we're talking about is taking advantage of it, deconstructing it, looking at what's good about it, what sucks about it, and using it to your benefit. Excellent. Hey, Jack, what do you have to share with us today? Somebody from our most recent career path, let's put this in the career path section of uh, Discord, and I will never forget it. Uh, and it's something that I will use for our, with our employees shortly. He said his friend came to him and said, you need to tape a $100 bill to the mo your monitor, your computer monitor where you work every day and stare at it. Because whatever you're working on, if it's not generating revenue, you need to, find, you need to stop what you're doing and find somebody else to do that. A great example is me talking on the phone. That's not going to generate revenue. It's just not. Jill talking on the phone is a money machine. To the point where she doesn't need to have a computer monitor or a $100 bill because honestly, that's all she really does. I, on the other hand, uh, have some operational responsibility in the education company's land academy and offers to owners. And so some of the stuff that I do uh, it, it's not generating revenue. In the same, along the same line, so really let that, please let, please soak that in because working on the wrong stuff will stop you from being successful at anything, at, at anything you're doing. I also read, uh, and it was an accident that I read it, but I loved it by the time I got done, was a, a short piece by Grant Cardone. He's not somebody I follow. Uh, the guy's got an amazing dynamic personality. Um, but it's, I don't like religiously follow and doing what he says. Most of what he says makes a lot of sense to me anyway. He said that without leaving the current position that you're in, the job that you're in, you can 10 times your revenue. And here's how. Whatever you do in your job, whatever it is, for whatever company that you work with, the, for you to get, if you can get closer to the gold, you will be 10 times more successful. And what he means is, if you work in the mail shop, uh, the mail room, which they probably don't even have anymore in the world, if you work in the mail room, you're about as far removed as you possibly can in whatever office you're working in to the revenue. Really what he means is sales. Wherever the money's coming in, whoever's in charge of that, they are dying for more money to come in. So then I got to thinking, all right, I used to be in accounting. And how did I rise up the rank through the ranks faster than I ever could have imagined? Because I went out and got more clients. I increased that revenue and literally made partner in a you know a large accounting firm because of that. I didn't know that at the time. It just made sense to me that it's so easy to share without breaking confidentiality, share what we're working on and go out and get more clients and tell them why they need to be thinking about this other thing over here that this other their competitor might be thinking about again without breaking any uh, uh, confidentiality so 
you need to be working on revenue. I love it. Thank you. That was so great. Hey, don't forget, you can reach us for questions and help simply by texting 480-530-7383. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.